Hello and welcome to IPS Radio, your place to learn about great relationships in product design and engineering. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Intelligent Product Solutions interview series on great partnerships in product design. I'm Rachel Aponte, your host, and today I'm here with Tom Kramer, who is the CEO of our partner company called Kablooey Design. Welcome, Tom. Thanks, Rachel. Appreciate it. Nice to be here. It's so good to have you here. Okay, let's talk partnerships. We are IPS, Intelligent Product Solutions, and Kablooey Design are now partners. Mm -hmm. And we really, really value our partnership. And we would like to talk a little bit about the history of our partnership and how it came about. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, that's that's fantastic uh, little story. But, you know, um, so IPS has been around for, for quite some time and has been you know, able to develop sort of a, a footprint of, of geographies, you know, where, where they service clients. And at one point, several years ago, you know, the Minneapolis, St. Paul, Twin Cities area was an area where um, IPS was looking to expand and gain a footprint. So that prompted some discussions between myself and Mitch, the CEO um, of IPS, and um, through a series of friends, uh, because you know that's how it always is. You know somebody who knows somebody, <laughs> and our director of development here, you know, comes from a company, an, an, another development company, and some of the people that Mitch knew and the salesperson he was using in this area came from that same company. So through the small world, you know, grassroots, they knew each other, and somebody told Mitch, "You should talk to Kablooey and see if you guys could partner." Wow. So it was really on the on the impetus that Mitch felt like a firm that really had a, a focus on human factors, usability, and industrial design would be a really good adjunct to all of the work that IPS is doing. And we ended up having a lunch one day um, over the river at a <laughs> little tiki bar called Psycho Susie's in Minneapolis. Wow. And uh, we sat there and, and ate tater tots um, and talked about possibilities. It was a lot of fun. That is so cool. Did you do a little napkin plan? You know, that that phrase, you had the napkin plan going. The napkin sketch. Um, yeah. I wasn't because I was talking with my hands and stuffing my face. With tater tots. <laughs> but Mitch very well might have been, you know, Mitch, you know, he's, he's probably taking all those notes. Yeah. Excellent. So let's talk a little bit about how really good partnerships enhance the experience of paying customers, like what are the benefits to our customers by partnering together? Yeah, well, Rachel, I think there's some really, really good um, strengths that come out of, of really good strategic partnerships. Um, you know, more than, than people might think about, you know, people think about the, the surface things like, oh, there's, there's these uh, capabilities and there's these capabilities and we put them together. Um, and that's true, of course, because you're covering a, a spectrum of capabilities and now you can service customers um, who are looking to get sort of all um, things under one roof or from one provider. And one of the reasons I think that's really important is because if you have one point of contact that's providing a lot of these services through these partnerships, um, you have somebody that can keep the continuity um, of the development and the vision throughout the entire thing. And, you know, that could be, you know, that relates to everything, schedule and, and costing, but also outcomes and um, deliverables. The, the quality of that stays eminent and it stays true throughout the whole process. 
But I think, you know, even going deeper than that, I would venture to say that when, when you have a group that has really good partnerships, there's a professionalism that I think, and, and this is just my opinion, but there's a professionalism that comes from that. And the reason I'm saying that is because, you know, if, if you go to a company that might have a bunch of departments in one company, mm -hmm. um, you know, it's unclear, you know, who those people are and how they put them there and who they can, who, who they can get and who they can manage. But if you've got consultancies um, that you're bringing together into sort of one partnership ring, those consultancies have to be um, top-notch, high-level professionals because they have to have, they've got clients that they've had to serve, they've had to survive, they've had to compete. And so they're, they're, they're competing at this high level. Mm -hmm. So you're getting people who are at the top of the game. And with a number of these partnerships, each partnership brings an entity that is really at the top of their game. And not to say that if, if you're an employee in a, in a company, you're not, but sometimes if you're an employee, you, you fill a position and it's not like you have to um, compete in other areas to bring the, you know, the whole to the top of the game. So there's, there's a competitiveness that that's a level of professionalism that I think is hard to match. Yeah. Wonderful. I think of an all-star team. You have a season, like you had, let's say the basketball NBA, you have all these great teams and then all-star season, you get the best of the players working together on one team. Like that's what yeah. I think of when I think of a good partnership as yeah. elementary as that example is, but that's what I think of. The dream team, right? The, the, the dream the team. That's right. Dream team. And yeah. Yeah. And, and that's what you have the ability to pull together. That's um, right. If you, if you work with good partners. Absolutely. The potential for customers is, is astounding. Okay. So what are the most important qualities of your partners that make them a really good cultural fit for your company? Mm -hmm. Well, that's really important to have a cultural fit with your partners. Um, and again, for a number of reasons on a, on a number of different levels, but, you know, I think about some of the partnerships that um, we've had and, you know, they say birds of a feather flock together. And I think right. that's true of partnerships. For instance, I think of um, some of the partners we've had, you know, at the time, some of the things that might've been important to Kablooey might've been, you know, let's say moving quickly through a development process and pulling in, um, you know, materials experts and resources to come up with solutions that we can implement and test quickly. So let's say that's that particular thing is paramount in a particular project or even in a personality of a company, mm -hmm. um, you know, finding partners who sort of share that is important because then they're willing to sort of play ball and then their expertise can, can you know, spill over and come into play and they, they can move the same way you want to move. So if we want to move at a rapid, efficient pace, learn things and make changes, mm -hmm. then you want to partner with somebody who is going to move at a rapid, efficient pace, but be willing to make changes, you know, so, it's right. those it's that like-mindedness um that causes you to become good partners because you're doing the same thing and sometimes that's right down to the culture our, our culture is efficiency professionalism move fast discoveries and innovation and if we have a partner that's just dragging their feet <laughs> slowing down you know it's not going to work exactly Exactly. You got to sync your values and your the ways of doing things. And I believe that the more alignment that two partners have together, the more successful the partnership will be. Do you agree with that? 
Yeah, yeah, for sure. I think so. Because again, it's that like-mindedness and you, you can both go down the path together and, and it just prevents this stopping and stumbling, you know, over each other. So that's important. You, you know, we talk about the importance of partnerships. You can't just go partner with anybody and expect it to work. You know, it has to be this cultural fit that helps you. Otherwise you're not delivering that, that idea that the whole is greater than the sum of its parts. That's what you want to deliver to your customers. If you're not like-minded in the same culture, you're not going to deliver that. Right. So what advice would you give to companies who are looking, seeking for partnerships and seeking for the right fit? What would be the best way to go about trying to find the best fit? Is it going to be trial and error? Do you, do you partner up and then discover, or is there a way to avoid bad partners? You know, it's, I don't know of any magic bullet, but there's probably, um, you know, it probably happens in the, in the early discussions. You know, you got to have discussions up front. Mm -hmm. One of the things that I've found that has worked for us is that um, a good partner is always willing to um, sort of pitch in and share their knowledge up front. So say, for instance, let's, let's talk about a vendor, like, like let's say a plastic supplier for us. Mm -hmm. um, we know it's going to be a good partnership if we start having discussions. And they start sharing their knowledge with us. They start saying, oh, you're working on a project like that. Well, you know, you know, we're experts in, in EVA and, and, you know, we can help you with like tons of different ways that you can produce and manufacture and use EVA. And, and we'll show you how to bond it. And, and, and with what you've described to us, I've already got several ideas about how you might want to design that so we can manufacture it a certain way that'll be more efficient. And they start just offering this to you. Mm -hmm. um, and not that they're giving away everything for free, but you know that they're excited to play ball in your arena and they've got, um, they've got knowledge in that and they're sharing it. They're giving it up. That's always been a great sign. And those people end up being lifelong partners for us because we end up learning from them and it helps us be a better company and serve our clients better. And then it becomes reciprocal and then they learn from us and become, you know, serve their clients better. Yeah, I love that. So you can have partnerships with other companies to serve your clients, but you can have great partnerships with your vendors and suppliers as well. And they can be lifelong, right? Exactly. Yeah, some of our longest relationships are with vendors and suppliers who I've gone to over the years. I mean, just years and years and years and call them up and say, hey, Craig, what plastic would you recommend for this? You know, I, I, I'm going to make a bunch of prototypes. I got to get a bunch of plastic. Here's what I'm trying to do. What would you recommend? And, and not that we don't have experience in that over 30 years, we've got our ideas, but I'm not, I'm not as on, I mean, that's Craig's thing. That's what he does. Exactly. You know, so that's his expertise. Why not exactly. tap into that? Exactly. Yeah. And if he's with, you get that relationship and he's willing to share and it just, it just helps us helps us perform our duties, helps us serve our clients. Okay. Well, thank you so much for hopping on briefly and helping us understand more about partnerships. Thank you for sharing your experiences with us. And thank you to our listeners out there for joining us and watching this. You can check out our website for more episodes in this entire series at intelligentproduct.solutions. That's intelligentproduct, one word, dot solutions. We're also on Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn. So please look for us there too. Share your thoughts, comments, and feedback. We look forward to hearing from you. Thank you for listening to IPS Radio. Tune in next time for more about smart connected products, the designers, engineers, partners, and clients who make them real.
Thank you.